Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and good morning. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Welcome to Only Stupid Answers, the best dang podcast you could put your little ears into. Hosted by none other than Mr. DJ Waldron. That's me. Mr. Simbashur. That's you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And joining us for the very first time, which is crazy because I feel like we should. That was a long time ago. <laughs> it has been me canceling a lot. Exactly. So we I'll did get... try to do it a week ago. And I feel like we've tried one other time. We got Austin on first before yeah, we got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where that boy is. Is he okay? <laughs> yeah, he's fine. He's drinking enough water. He's dreaming. Yes, he's definitely <laughs> drinking enough water. Thank God. Hydro homies. Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, R slash. Uh, Pat Graziosi. Thank you for joining Hello. us. Hello. Stars of such hit YouTube shows as Life Not. Noggin, play Noggin, uh, and a new circle. A new circle. It's a new adventure, uh, new silly adventures that Pat and his boys and girls. Silly adventure. And I, uh, I told DJ this, but I, and I don't want to offend you at all, but I, I, I had my own intro in my head that uh-huh. I wanted to just test out. Oh, and okay. If you guys like it, it mm-hmm. then cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. You ready? Mm-hmm. Do it up. <clears throat> Welcome to Only Stupid Answers. Do you like comics? Yeah. Do you like movies? Uh-huh. Well, then you're going to love these two idiots. You're going to love Only Stupid Answers. Yeah. So I'm just like process that. Shock jock stuff. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of like fart sound effects, a lot mm-hmm. of boing-oings. Um, but I just feel like we could spice it up. But Listen, we we'll have your people, our people call your people. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, did yeah. a Vine soundboard for a, one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a number, so just if you can get a carrier pigeon and just you got throw it. it at me, let me know. Go to bed. That's what we whisper in its ear. <laughs> we whisper in its ear, and we give it a couple magnets to fuck with its directional <laughs> abilities, and then go. <laughs> go ahead, go. Uh, Danny M., thank you for joining us. And Wendy S., and Maggie, you left us. Uh, you dead to us. But thank you to everyone who joins us live via patreon.com. Slash only stupid answers. What can you get there? You can get any review you can imagine, mainly because you can vote on it. So anything you can think of, we're going to watch Baby Boys and Girls. Today, we're going to be talking about something we watched this week. You can go yes. check out our review of Thundercats Roar on uh, youtube.com slash only stupid answers we mm-hmm. have a little screener app where we get our DC Universe shows mm. and that popped up in there yeah, yeah, yeah. so we why we, I don't know wouldn't we don't want to make a big fuss about it. <laughs> Nobody tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to make a big deal about it. But yeah. it popped up, and we got a couple episodes, so we watched it. Yeah, and it's adorable. Yeah, it's, it's really cute. it's a lot of fun. I did. We we even um, so on the show we like to answer your questions as best we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and even on that, we got some like, why are they ruining Thundercats? It's like they're not. The, I mean, they're cat people. You know what I mean? Like they're not. They're not ruining Sexy anything. Cat people. Yeah. Well, it was interesting because I, I unfortunately I didn't get a chance to do as much research as I wanted to diving into this. But there was a, like a um, behind like making an icon or whatever, and I was seeing some of the early um, uh, sketches of the Thundercats, and they were a lot nakeder. Mm-hmm. But it was like Disney naked, where like all the it, like like Ken and Barbie, like where all the. <laughs> All the all the offensive bits Smooth. were sanded down. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Smooth, um, but it's it just it just curved. But if it, if yeah. anybody's like, it's not about sexy cat people. Like, oh, what it is though? Oh, yeah. My favorite. Oh. I will always bring back to this. But I I mentioned Starfire, a famous mm-hmm. Teen Titan. 
And in the Teen Titans cartoon, they did a good job desexualizing her and just making her a Which character. Is impressive because like that was kind of her entire thing, thing in the comics. Big hair, yeah, and then wearing basically a bikini. At, in New Fifty Two, when they rebooted, it was even worse. It was like cup, 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 yeah. <laughs> and those cups, by the way, were on the boobers and then on the de- on the nethers. <laughs> the scientific that's terms. It. And they're like, I remember I said something about it, and it was someone furious that they're like, "That's Tamaranian war armor. Mm-hmm. You have to respect it." And I was like. Okay. What are you talking I, about? <laughs> I know you guys. I know you guys are comic book people. Yes. Okay. And you, what are you talking about you. Well, just a little, I'm just judging from, from oh my this God. shrine here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I put that there last week. Oh yeah, um, yeah. You brought that with you. Yeah, yeah. So the the old style comics had almost every woman have tiggled bahungas, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and I feel like <laughs> that was yes. And I feel like that was very intentional. Mm-hmm. And so anyone complaining like about how they're getting rid of that or getting rid of like an, an any type of a- animated show or whatever. It's like, but these things are made for children. Mm-hmm. So like, wouldn't you want them to tone it down just like a, a little bit? So you're wrong. It's not made for children. It's made for 13-year-olds to jack off. All right? Uh, that is what it's for. No, but it's, it's similar to that argument that was coming out on Birds of Prey. Like, not even girls are going to want to cosplay this stuff. And it's like, have you been to a convention? And all, like, any also... My this feet is some of the most creative and inspirational stuff for costumes. Yeah, and also I'm already the movie wasn't even out, and you're already seeing people mm-hmm. like it's out now. But even before that, people were cosplaying as stuff from the trailer because they look cool. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. And also, there's a whole episode we could do on when it comes to like sexuality and comics and stuff like this because there was an I saw a really interesting argument about like how way men are sexualized in comics or or media like that yeah. and the way women are, and there's a very clear distinction mm-hmm. of what one is what men want to look like and mm-hmm. the other one is something that men want to have sex with yeah. and there's like a very but clear it's still distinction all related to men yeah. so because yeah. that's who wrote it 100 actually because of birds of prey i am actually cosplaying uh, the next convention that happens mm-hmm. i'm cosplaying as a bacon egg and cheese sandwich oh. there you go I'm really excited about it yeah you should be for the yeah. memes that's a good one <laughs> for the memes Try. for the memes so, we'll do it for the memes speaking of memes we like to open up every episode with what we're into this week. And I'm not into the Thundercats for I mean, that pretty clear in the review that it's, it looks like a fun kid's show. Yeah. And that is that. Um, Here's but, what we're into. Boy, yo, 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 yo. Uh, honk, honk. <laughs> I couldn't think of sound. Sorry. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about uh, any movies, TV shows, comic books, new craft. Mm-hmm. Not interesting crafts. They were into DJ. Oh, shit. Or Pat. <laughs> yeah, I can DJ. Go. Yeah, 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 I can go. So um, I've actually uh, checked out a few things this week. Obviously, sometimes we talk about comics. I won't get too hung up on that. I will say Wonder Woman Dead Earth is a new black label book, and it's done. It's written and um, drawn by Daniel Warren Johnson, who did Murder Falcon MVP. and uh, Extremity. And it's gorgeous. It's some of the most um, uh, kinetic art. Like, there's great artists out there. But it's rare to read something where you can you can sense the motion in it. Mm. Um, and he does such a, a tremendous job about that. So I want to do a special shout out to um, him. And all, the new Wolverine book is fun. And I will probably keep checking that out. Nice. Um, the other thing, though, is uh, have you all seen Gangs of New York? Familiar with, Scorsese. familiar with it. Martin Scorsese. Yeah, yeah. So I spent some time this week. It is a chunky one. It's about two hours and 40 minutes. So I, um, I kind of broke it up into pieces. But I finally checked it out. Um, and, uh, I thought it was, I thought it was really interesting cause it talks about a period in history that we don't normally, we do normally talk about it because it's right at the height of the civil war. So we normally talk about that, but it's when we talk about it, it's normally 
at the war mm-hmm. and not what was going on in places like New York. And I thought the thing that I pulled out of it most, obviously, it was made a big deal back in the day because Daniel Day-Lewis returned to acting after a hiatus. It's always really incredible to see him perform because you wonder, like, why is he such a like legend? Yeah, yeah and then you see legend. it, and it's this really interesting thing that he does that I don't think anybody else has quite cracked. Where it's it's very much like acting. Like you'll see actors that can disappear into a character, but ob- usually that means disappearing into the texture of the movie. Mm. Never does he disappear. Mm-hmm. You, he's the focal point. So it's this weird thing of where he becomes another person, a person that is not Daniel Day-Lewis. It is a transformation, yeah. but it's also magnetic where you can't like not it's like watch. a lighthouse. Yeah. yeah. You can't not watch what he's doing. And it's interesting to think about other actors like Christian Bale or Joaquin Phoenix. I was going to say Joaquin that, Phoenix. That try that. to like, do that same sort of method acting differently. I feel like Willem Dafoe does that, but that's not to the point. But go yeah, on. Willem just, Dafoe I, and obviously out. Jared Leto had tried with yeah. his Joker. Yeah, well, Daniel Day Lewis isn't mailing people used whatever's well, just I, try to shock them. Or is think, he? No, he's not. But I do think that that is the reason why Daniel Day Lewis is kind of in this revered state. Because don't don't get me wrong, he, he has done bullshit. Like when he was in uh, Gangs of New York, he was he got a severe cold, like like pneumonia or whatever, and he didn't want to go to a doctor because they didn't have doctors then and eventually he was convinced to go to the doctor so he does that stuff but it's not as my dad (laughs) i think when other when other people even uh christian bale who who is a beloved actor he seems like a a genuinely good dude but there is that infamous outburst on terminator and joaquin phoenix yeah and joaquin (laughs) phoenix has has had some problematic shoots there were rumors around the joker shoot and jared leto we don't need to get into that and i don't think We've dunk on him enough. <laughs> I think with Daniel Day Lewis, it's this thing that, like, that's that process is just how his brain works. Mm. He's not trying to do a thing. Like, yeah. that's just like, if I'm going to play this role, I got to do this thing. And so it comes from this pure place. And because of that, I think that's why there, there's not as much baggage when you, and also he's done significantly less movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's not, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but when I think about Daniel Day Lewis, like, there's not like a lot of like, Ugh, Daniel Day-Lewis. You're like, no, no, that's one of the greats. Yeah, but I think that it's it does have a lot to do with the fact that there are certain actors where they're beloved, but it's because they don't do a lot of movies. Yeah. So they're not in the public conscious a lot, but they're in enough to where you go like, oh, yeah, you're, you're doing another thing again. Yeah, and like, it must cool. be a big deal because you're doing it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think Bill Murray does his shtick where he doesn't have like a cell phone and you have to like get in touch with him yes. because of other people because of Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> Except for the, the differences. I don't, I don't imagine Daniel Day-Lewis has a cell phone. I just, in my head, huh. in, in the what? narrative, he doesn't yeah. have a cell phone. Like yeah. you, you get old rotary Pony He's Express type like way. a woodworker yeah. now or something. Like he, <laughs> yeah. when he was on retirement, he was, he was a Apprenticing under a shoemaker. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. But the opposite for Bill Murray is because he's still in Garfield. Yeah, yeah he's still <laughs> in Garfield. <laughs> but what was interesting about Gangs of New York, for those that don't know, is it follows um, Leonardo DiCaprio plays the son of an Irish immigrant in New York, um, and the gangs that are spoken of are not the typical like Italian mobsters that are known for Martin Scorsese. It's a gang of people that call themselves natives, people that were born in America. They're all white guys. Uh, Daniel Day Lewis is the leader of them, and then the immigrants, which are the Irish in this case. And then butting heads in a place called Five Points and and trying to get authority there. And uh, the kind of dispiriting history behind it is the final conflict. No real spoils, but the final final conflict takes place during something at the time which was called Draft Day. Because so many people were dying in the Civil War that they instituted a draft to the point where... Uh, like if you, the way it's depicted in the movie, if you came off the boat from Ireland, they're like, cool, here are your papers to be a citizen. 
here are your papers to join the army, and now we're going to ship you off to the front. You know what I mean? And you could buy out of that with $300, which at the time was about $9,000. And so, of course, the rich were getting out of it, and the poor were primarily the ones being sent off. So when they, the big draft was supposed to happen, a, a bunch of poor immigrants rioted. And uh, unfortunately, uh, because it was the Civil War, and we all know what that war was about, uh, who do you think uh, took the brunt of a majority of their anger? Mm. Not the rich people. Mm. <laughs> or probably not that many white people. Yeah, it was, it was a majority. Uh, hundreds of people died. Mm. Uh, and it was majority black people. Mm. And it's one of those, in the movie, they call in Union troops. In this hat, they called in Union troops, and a bunch of the rioters are gunned down. And normally they're like, poor rioters. Like, I'm on the side of the rioters. This was one of those times like, yeah, this is probably okay. Like, this is, <laughs> you guys might have had it coming. Uh, but it's one of those. I do recommend the movie because I think it's important to, you know, you talk a lot about Behind the Bastards. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to look at our history. And I think, like, especially when we think about the Civil War, we think North, good, and South, bad. And it's like, uh, the North had its issue. It's not like the North was like, "Hey, we're not. We're completely not racist." You know right, what I mean? Right. Uh, and I think it's important to uh, acknowledge those so that we got to know your history, so you don't, <laughs> so you can grow and be better. And I think um, Gangs of New York, Gangs of New York, is a relatively entertaining way to um, uh, get on that history because it's not, it's not like the greatest Scorsese movie ever. But it's, um, it's very, it's it's very good. It is weird how like if you go to like see Mean Streets, which is like his first movie, it feels timeless. It feels like it feels like you could put it out today and it'd be great. And in this middle, and I feel like this happened to a lot of late '90s, early 2000s movies where it feels like. There's like a lot of like zoom ins and punch ins and stuff like that. Where it's like it feels very late '90s, early 2000s. Mm, but amen, new uh, right. Yeah. Uh, also, and that might possibly be because uh, Harvey Weinstein was a big producer on this, and apparently he was a thorn in Scorsese's side for a majority of the production. Mm. So some of that might have been has been like you know what kids like today is this stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah, who knows? Garfield shooting up a bunch of Irish people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Whoa, wait, 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 what's going on? Kids yeah. love Garfield. Garfield. Yeah. Get yeah. him in. Uh, well. By the way, check out um, Defunct Land. It's that YouTube series that Maggie recommended. I checked it out, and the, the uh, Bob, uh, I, Bob Iger yes. is the current one, but the guy before him who ran Disney it was, was... Uh, Disney brother, Disney's brother. No, it was in Disney? between. No, is different guy. Okay. Um, Not familiar. Who with made them. like Euro Disney and a bunch of stuff. He made a bunch of good things, but also the blah blah blah. He bungled it a couple times. Yeah. But he would always defer, famously defer to his teenage son. He was like, Disneyland's boring. There's nothing cool here, and that's why he made that a- the Alien ride that became the Stitch ride. Yes, that I one. Will do- I like that Alien ride. Yeah. Alien Encounter. Alien Encounter. It's great, but. Famously, that's why like there's that weird uh, smooth jazz hip hop ad for Splash Mountain when that came out. You ever seen that? Uh, About a shirtless dudes with pickaxes dancing around. Oh, you showed me that. Yeah, 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 it's really weird. It's got a lot of energy. (laughs) This might be a controversial uh, take, and so I'm sorry, but I think that uh, everything from 2001 Mm -hmm. movies, TV shows, media, just whatever from 2001 until like 2007, okay. should be put into a vault mm-hmm. and then dropped into the bottom of the ocean. Because uh, there's a lot of stinkers in that time. To be fair, Lost is also in there. And I think that should uh, also go with, go, go with it. <laughs> I think it should also go with it. Because I maybe the first like three seasons, cool. Uh, but I think anything after that, it could be down. Um, I But I, tr- I, I was just thinking back to this. 
and I know that it's going to be a long, complicated uh, uh, thing when we look at back we're, years into the future. We look back on the media that we grew up with, um, and even just like when, in, during our teenage years. But I I started looking or thinking back to all of the uh, movies and TV shows that came out, and I'm like, oh, they just really were bad, and 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 people got away with a lot of stuff. That we're just like, haha, this is funny. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, maybe we just don't remember that. Like, I was like, oh, I want to watch all the, the scary movies. Like, the scary oh, movie one, yeah, two, three. Yeah, might like, not be great on we, the rewatch. We could just, you know. I will say, in that time period, you did throw out uh, both, speaking of Martin Scorsese, The Departed's in there and Children of Men are in there. De- and when those was The Departed? To that, both of those were 2006. All right, fine. To 2006. That's fine. Uh, okay, all right. All right well, that's let's stop at 2006. Uh, um, but I will say that I do think, it, like, when people are like, oh, man, like, when. Speaking of music, like it's music's not as good as it used to be, like the oldies. But like if you listen to the oldies station, it's like two songs from every decade, and it's like, well, yeah. If you whittle it down mm-hmm. to that, it's yeah. just the good, any oldies station. It's just the good stuff. Yeah. There's so much not good stuff that just gets thrown in the trash. Oh, you know what I mean? I was at I went to the Grammys Museum recently, and which is fun, by the way. It's yeah. a fun tour because you can like listen to every possible genre you can think of. Which, by the way, I never thought about this, but it takes a while to figure out what the genres were that popped up in decades. I never yeah. really, you know, you don't actively think about that, uh, but like when they start getting into like these niche ones, you can like listen to samples. But they had all these displays for bands I've never heard of. Yeah. But like when you hear the song, you're like, oh, I kind of like. But that's what's happening what that now. Is. Yeah. yeah. With which one? Well, that's what's happening now with, like, just because there's so much music to listen to, and and now music is becoming more um, accessible to make, because mm-hmm. you could just do everything on your computer. But, like, there's the, there's a time, like, in the 80s where you, there are a couple of bands will pop up, and they have, like, maybe, like, one or two kind of hits, but nothing yeah. that, like, reaches the, the top. But maybe if you're an adult now, or you look back and you're like, oh, I remember that. Now there's so many bands, there's so many musicians, rappers, a, a, any artist that you're going to look back in a maybe like when you're like 45 and you're like you're not going to remember all of them mm-hmm. you're going to have to scroll back through through years and years and go like oh yeah but there's going to be a lot of oh yeah ooh yeah, i remember that yeah. um and now more than ever yeah, we won't say that about Fall Out Boy, though, which is really cool. Or yeah. Tank of the Disco. I think the Fall Out Boy should have stopped. Yeah. What about uh, Yellow Card? Yellow Card. Uh, Taking Back Sunday, Thrice. Throw them out there. I do like Thrice. I, I will still I know support Thrice. Artist in the Ambulance is like the only song that's in my brain. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, that's been whittled down, too. The whole a, band is that one song. They have an album called Alchemy Index, which is actually like four albums put together, which is really solid, and, and I would defend Beggars as well. Uh, what was this segment again? Uh, what are we into this week? <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I'm going the opposite. Yeah, the rails. What are you into this week? What are you getting to? Ooh, um, if you I, want more time, I can I can take it from uh, you. Oh <laughs> no, I'm I am I have uh, exactly what I what I want to say. It is Animal Crossing. I, fe- I felt it in my felt in your bones. I felt, yeah. Am I allowed to talk about Animal Crossing? Yeah, no, you're allowed to talk about whatever you want. Oh, okay, um, listen, I never liked Animal Crossing. Same. Ever. Man, because I'd always it'd turn off the game the wrong way and then Mr. Rissetti would pop up and I'm like, well, I'm going to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> and I, um, I, yeah, I just never into it. Uh, I recently just got into Stardew Valley um, and it's a very relaxing game if you're ever like feeling like you want to punch somebody in the face. Uh, play Stardew Valley for about five minutes and you probably still want to punch that person in the face but at least you have some vegetables to tend to. So that's kind of nice. I have a responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So just to you from the fact that you want to punch somebody in the face but i saw the trailer for animal crossing what's this one called uh new horizons cool and i i just i just thought about how relaxing it would be to like be in that world and before when it came out because it 
yeah, there's like one for GameCube, I believe. But I, I started like looking at uh, like the old style of um, of the graphics or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, I looked at it and I was like, ah, this doesn't. I want I want action. Like I want yeah. God of War. Like mm-hmm. and I liked Pokemon, but like I wanted like murder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and so Animal Crossing wasn't appealing to me. But in this one when it when it came out, maybe it's just a you point. Get to I am people. Y- you well <laughs> well. There's a tombstone in the trailer, and people are like. Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, people can't uh, die in this no, game? Yes. You can get attacked by bees and faint, and then a little, like, like uh, what is it, the, the circle thing, like, comes out. Yeah, yeah. Like, vignette, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, it, and, it, and you just, it goes dark. It's like, yeah, you're not dead, but you, like, restart next to your home, and you got attacked by a bunch of killer bees, whatever. Um, but I, I'm now, as I'm getting older, going, like, oh, that sounds so nice. I want to live mm-hmm. on that island and just get away from it all. And I think that's why I want to play that game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only because I'm getting older and tired. Is it out right now? Like, uh, it- no, it's coming out March 20th. Because cool. I've been seeing a lot of, like, a lot of Animal Crossing, like, trending or whatever. So explain Animal Crossing to those of us that uh, did avoid it. Um, Animal, Animal Crossing is, like, the Daniel Day Lewis of games yeah. where it there's not I a lot of suddenly them. understand it. Yeah. There's, yeah. Not, there's not a lot of them, and then when they do appear, you're like, "Wow, this is really good." Yeah. Um, but in more uh, in terms that uh, average people are going to understand, um, Animal Crossing the is layman. the layman's. <laughs> Animal Crossing is uh, it. You have a group of like little characters that exist in this village, and then you are a person that is sent into this village. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the in previous games. Uh, I believe you were trying to tend to the village and make sure that everyone's happy and make sure that people don't want to move out. And if you stepped away from your game and then like came back to it, people would be gone mm. because you like didn't tend to their needs. I believe I think I'm getting that right. Yeah. And uh, so that that was in the past. Now in this new game, people are um, people are diving into a uh, they're they're getting into this island. That is a deserted island, and they can do whatever they want with it. And they're making it more—they're making it more like The Sims, where you mm. can really build your own house and craft your own island, and like dig and and create waterfalls, and like they're making it so that you can do more and make it more customizable. Because at the end of the day, like they have to make these games to where you play them for a good amount of time uh, until the next game comes out. It's like a decade. And you have played them for a while, yeah. and they're going to keep releasing stuff. With Pokemon, they just released it, or they they're going to release this expansion pass. We're looking forward to that. Yeah, and mm. and I think that it's going to be really fun. But Nintendo seems to be going that route where like you're going to play our games for like two two and a half years because yeah. that's how much content that we're going to like push out for you. Um, and so yeah, that's that's kind of what Animal Crossing is about. In this one, you really get to customize everything, and I. I'm not really excited for the the uh, the customization part of it. I'm more excited just to like sit down and dig a bunch of holes and see what pops up. And I could do that in real life. Yeah, you could. You get but then a lot you might more not trouble. like what pops up. Yeah. You ever gotten, you ever gotten blisters or splinters? Mm-hmm. Blisters and splinters. Yeah. Blinters. Blinters. blinters yeah. Of course. Uh-huh, but not I've fun. I've gotten yeah. many a blinters mm-hmm. before in my day. I'm sensitive. Yeah, but yeah. that's that's what I'm into right now, and I'm excited about. It's pretty cool. It's keeping me going. I got the coronavirus this week. Or Is that what you're excited about? Probably just a cold. No, no. I okay. will. I did want to give a shout out during the cold. <laughs> yeah. I watched Hot Rod, and that movie wow. still kicks ass. And yeah. There's some dated jokes, mainly one where it's, it's a homophobic joke, and you're like, Early two thousands. Yeah, that's that's wait. Hold on. Is yeah. that, that going to go in his in his uh, in the, time in, capsule in the, into the ocean? Yeah. It uh, maybe. Uh, I think I'm going to say two thousand nine. Two thousand seven. Would you just miss the just cutoff? Missed it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I 
it, it's like early Danny McBride, like right when he's getting started, and he's like playing yeah. not that different of a role that he normally plays, nope. but it is just mm-hmm. slight. It's slightly different. His edges are softened just a tiny bit, no. um, or he's more pathetic when you look at him. <laughs> he's not outwardly aggressive. You know what's weird now in hindsight is that the breakout role for him for me was Pineapple Express, mm-hmm. which now in hindsight is kind of outside of the traditional Danny McBride character. What's his role in that? His his role is he's one of the guys. He's one of the middlemen between uh, 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 not David Franco, James Franco, and the bigger drug dealer. Dave Franco probably feels really good that you <laughs> you thought of him first before his brother, <laughs> before the Green Goblin. He's, like, just, he's just sitting at home in bed going, like, "Well, oh, it happened." <laughs> but, the, but the bit with him is he keeps like basically dying, but then not dying. Like they find out oh, he's still yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, it just anyways, Hot Rod is still very enjoyable. It's very what. What were we going through? You know, like there's a lot of that, um, like post 9-11, there's a lot of disaster movies where like whole cities are just getting like demolished. Yes. Man of Steel, an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was this weird, like Napoleon Dynamite era yeah. comedy, which, yeah, that exists. We kind of saw a movie that last year, Worms, was kind of similar, yeah, yeah, yeah. similar vein of like this Tim Burton adjacent style wise, you know, like that pastel, like mm-hmm. uh, suburbia look mixed with. Uh, this everyday humor, like humor you'd hear people telling each other, like jokes people would be telling each other at like a drugstore, you know, like, mm-hmm. where it's like super low bar stuff. Yeah. But it's something's charming about it. Hot Rod is, I like Napoleon Dynamite, but like that's my favorite example of whatever that era was. Yeah. Um, and man, it is so funny. It, nothing, every job is hilarious when you add amateur in front of it because <laughs> he's an amateur stuntman. That's mm. I was like amateur veterinarian. <laughs> Immediately you're like, Ooh, that's bad, bad news bears. But any amateur before something, it it kind of shows that this person does respect whatever the job is and no. won't give themselves the title of professional. Mm-hmm. And, and but also, anyways, uh, Hot Rod is still kicks ass, and we've now chewed up I'd say about thirty minutes <laughs> of this episode talking about not the topic. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts before we dive in? <laughs> So before we go any further, I do want to say uh, a little something about our pals over at Quip. DJ, wonderful intro. Please let me talk about my friends over at Quip. And if you try to skip ahead, I swear I'm going to know. He's going to reach through the phone and stop you. Please just let me talk about my friends over at Quip for just a second. Quip, the makers of the Quip electric toothbrush, wants you to know that the one single discovery that matters most for your dental care, it's simply this. If you have good habits, then you're good. That means brushing for two minutes twice a day and flossing regularly no matter what brand you use. Quip makes that simple, starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and anti-cavity toothpaste. Quip's electric brush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses to guide a full and even clean. The Quip floss dispenser comes with pre-marked string to help you get just enough. Not too much. We're not about wasting in 2020, all right? Just the right amount. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills to your door every three months with free shipping, so your routine is always right. Join the three million healthy mouths and get Quip today, starting at $25. Dang, DJ, let's get these boys and girls a deal. If you go to getquip.com slash answers right now, you'll get your first refill for free. You all know that that is my favorite price point of all time, free. You don't get that everywhere. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash answers. That's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash answers. Quip, the good habits company. Let's all start good habits in 2020. Now back to the show. 
So uh, for this week's episode, we obviously on uh, youtube.com slash only stupid answers, we reviewed Thundercats Roar, which is the new episode one, or technically the first two episodes, but it's only like 24 minutes, Um, because that's how cartoons are made today. Um, And it got me thinking about, like, I, I grew up with Thundercats as one of the cartoons I watched. And it got me thinking more about like the cartoons, but spe- specifically the action cartoons we might have grown up with, and you know bringing them back because this Thundercats Roar is controversial for whatever reason. And it's it's not yeah, like yeah. objectively, it's it's not. Yeah, <laughs> by itself in a bubble, it's it's it is a child if children's you named TV it, show. If you yeah, named yeah. it something else, it wouldn't be controversial. Yeah. So, but like <laughs> we're thinking about like bringing this stuff back and and like. You know, what What made these cartoons memorable? So I'm thinking, correct me if I'm wrong, I know this is true of you. This might also be true of you. I feel like considering like kids' cartoons are like each generation is like at like a 10-year gap, I think I'm in a different time zone than the both of you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm more of an 80s boy. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking 90s for both of you, yeah. lads. So what more did you, late 90s. Yeah, me. so what, what all did you come up with? And was it was it like action cartoons for you or was it something else? Because mm-hmm. it was definitely action cartoons for me. Surprise, surprise. Nickelodeon <laughs> yeah. cartoons. So yeah. was, I didn't really watch Disney. So I was watching my Hey Arnold's, my Doug's, Spongebob's, uh, Fairly Odd Parents, Jim, Jim, James Neutron. Uh, <laughs> James Neutron? Jimmy James Neutron. Uh, Mine was a little earlier than that then. Mine was like Angry Beavers, Angry Beavers. Rocco's Modern Life. I didn't watch like, cartoons longer than most people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Angry Beavers, that's a good one. Um, and uh, there, was, there was one couple Blam was really yeah. cool. Yeah, very. I remember complaining very uh, fondly. I think the one that doesn't get enough love that, that whenever I think about Kablam, I'm like, what was it? Action Force Now with the the, uh, the Action flesh, League now. Action League Now. I'm like, fine, fine. But then the one when it clicks in, I'm like, oh yeah, Prometheus and Bob. Mm-hmm. So funny. Prometheus and Bob still is funny, still solid. Look it up on YouTube right now. Watch it. They're still hilarious. They're really it's funny. Claymation, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, stop motion. Yeah, and it's and, an alien that comes down and it's trying to teach a caveman, and the caveman's a caveman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there's a uh, Inside Out Boy. Was part of Kablam, right? Or was that a different short? Oh, I don't remember. There and there's a different one in Kablam where a girl falls into the between the couch cushions, and there's a whole world down there where mm-hmm. she's trying to get her remote TV remote back. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Kablam, that, uh, that oh, Kablam was dang. great. Yeah, I don't. I'm not familiar with it. I think this might have been uh, a short on Kablam. Oh, I it remember is this. Gross as hell. Inside yeah. Out Boy. It, it's funny because it, whenever he meets somebody, immediately everyone starts screaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and like this, his this organs is, get caught on stuff. This is the stuff that like would 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 be made now. But the fact that it was made back then in this like little window of of where like just we need to need to get stuff out and yeah. we need to either shock people or we need kids to go like wait that was really cool because the, the action stuff kind of died out yeah. where it turned into like more surrealism was funny Ren and Stimpy yeah Ren and Stimpy and it's like so it's less of like like buff dudes with swords and more like I'm this cat's gonna fart on this dog it's gonna be <laughs> hilarious and everybody's gonna get gonna more Emmys than sorry sorry 80s baby no yeah that, that's a also like thinking about it like cartoons kind of like softened up a little bit but now they're getting weirder <laughs> so it's, just, it's a, this weird weird kind of like ebb and flow mm-hmm. and rebirth and death well it's also interesting because you talk about like um that little pocket like of this this weird um almost surrealism like and they're able to get away with this like um um what like almost counterculture 
like a bunch of like guys from the 70s are suddenly were young in the 70s are now like in charge of animation like you know people would be wild mm-hmm. if Rocco worked at a sex phone line mm-hmm. sure does yeah, yeah. It sure does um, Tony Fox you didn't know about Nickelodeon is Rocco's mother like <laughs> I probably did one of those videos so, <laughs> so <laughs> for me coming up did you guys watch any action cartoons at all uh, man no Justice League yeah, it's interesting because I, I think you you make a good point because I'm trying to even think now, you know, you go down, not that not that I go down the toy aisle every time I'm in Target, but if I were to, oh, I do. you know what I mean? Like, you it's a would, bigger section than Walmart's. You, you would see, um, well, I mean, it's the reason Toys R Us run out of business because you could just go to Target to get your, um, the, it doesn't, it doesn't have as much of that anymore yeah. it's like it's more like if it Man. is action stuff it's probably like wrestling or maybe the power rangers they're still very ubiquitous um star wars maybe teen a, titans was like the last one not teen titans go but like the, the, teen, the, the titans. teen titans yeah. one was the last one that i watched or that was like very actiony on purpose did you watch anime as a child i did i watched dragon ball z so i guess yeah. that, that does count but and it's interesting that it kind of the uh, uh, um, japanese animation kind of cornered the market on that one. yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah it took over for the humans and, and yeah. oh couldn't i don't want to learn what it is but i did watch it <laughs> and danny phantom i don't know what i saw but i i know i don't know what I... danny phantom was a, it wasn't so muscly but there was action every episode and he dealt with ghosts so he's facing death which mm-hmm. we could all agree is the real fear we all have oh yeah yeah so adults that watch that yeah. <laughs> yeah did thundercats talk about death no snarf snarf that's he-man well so no no you got it right oh i got it right yeah, don't yeah, worry we watch thundercats we now can we confirm can this. confirm so when i was growing up for me it was primarily transformers and gi joe yeah although as i got older i realized the only thing i really cared about gi joe was snake eyes the ninja the ninja the silent ninja one so when they're like we're making a snake eyes spinoff it's like well now you're speaking my language mm-hmm. <laughs> they're really movie with henry golding yeah right? yeah yeah cool and he should um, be james bond yes he would make a very good james bond i think there's also an argument to be made that he'd make a good superman and batman yeah he has the yeah. well, they both if you he's take very, off those cows they look exactly the same he's a very good looking charming man so yeah. it, there's a lot of things that he could do very well uh, and I'm the glad that he's okay getting, to him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the world's okay to him. <laughs> yeah. But for me, Thundercats was in there. Thundercats was a part of it. I will admit, Thundercats is always a little bit weirder. And when you're young, I don't know, you guys watch stuff, you you don't watch things in order as a kid because they don't air, they air cartoons at like weird times. Oh, yeah. when, when shows would get canceled, I would just, I would be like, Wait, there was supposed to be a new thing? Yeah. Or you watch like, like the same episodes kind of over yeah, and over You don't again. realize like, yeah. that I canceled. By the way, this is Henry Goulding. He was in Crazy Rich Asians. So. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. Goulding or Golding? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Oh, be. I wrote it Goulding, and then it wrote out as Golding. Yeah, so there you go. So uh, Thundercats was coming around. It started out in 1985. It was actually um, created by Tobin Wolf, who was a World War II veteran, and according to Mental Floss, also invented the first portable record player for teens. I wish you were about to say, and he saw Thundercats out in the field and came back and made the show. He came back and made the Thundercats. They were looking for Third Earth. Um, and uh, so it was, I, I something that surprised me is I kind of assumed that like half cat, half uh, human people must have been come after Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because there was a big boom after Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was huge when I was a kid. And after that, you got like street sharks and biker mice from Mars oh, wow, and yeah. da, 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 whatever animal in person. By the way, everyone go look up that Street Sharks ad where Vin Diesel's selling the toys. It's his first like acting gig, and it's hilarious. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's so really funny. solid. But so funny. Thundercats actually came into existence um, a full two years before TMNT got its own animated series. 
Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So Thundercats actually came first. However, you mentioned He-Man. He-Man actually came out a year before Thundercats. And so that might be the the transition point of what got us and maybe got what got us into the eighties super muscly yeah. era. Because originally He Man was supposed to be a Conan the Barbarian like animated series and then uh-huh. they couldn't get the rights for it and they're like, Well, we'll, we'll make just our own He Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. oh, and I just don't relate to that and I like that show and that and that like time period and that's totally fine. I just know that there was a group of people that, that did grow up watching that and yeah. and correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, there's a lot of, like, it's just playing to masculinity and, like, what a child's idea of masculinity is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And then you compare that to, like, Steven Universe. Yeah. and Can we talk about Steven Universe? We could. We can if you want. I'm just saying, like, you watch that and you go, like, wow, these feel like they're from different centuries. You know, Like, like, here's one about being open and honest with your feelings and talking about like gender identity and then he-man is like big men with sword mm-hmm. and you're like that and that's what makes you want to buy toys so i get it yeah. but like it's just a it's just a different like time period right now where like uh, people are like oh well maybe we can like advertise to more than just boys, boys? No. yeah <laughs> That possible? But Steven Universe is kind of the mix of like emotionally healthy individuals uh, that can also sometimes turn into Voltron by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's the basic yeah. premise of it. It's magic, uh, magic aliens, and they can they get in fights every episode because mm-hmm. you gotta yeah. Gotta, I mean, you gotta have something yeah. exciting that happens. Yeah. But then you deal with like. What does a lie actually do to you when you feel this way? And how can you health, in a healthy way deal with the feelings you have? And yeah. it's like, oh, that's really cool. Well, what, what did He-Man do for you? He-Man did... Well, I think it, it was just stuff like that. He-Man was also one that I watched. Um, but it didn't stick with me as much as like Transformers did. And then, of course, the game complete... When it came to action cartoons, the game completely changed when Batman the Animated Series hit. Mm. Because that was, that was operating on a whole nother level of... Because you, you guys talk about kind of like the more emotionally um, attuned storytelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emotionally intelligent storytelling. Uh, the Batman anime series worked on like a, ma- a maturity of story... Of the way narratives mm. are broken down. Was, the that, they, was that the uh, one with... A teen Batman? Which one was that? That was Batman Beyond, which uh, was a spinoff of Batman the Animated God, that Series. That was so cool. Yeah. Wait, well, it's it goes... Batman Beyond is actually one of my favorite stories about like uh, uh, producers, creators of something getting an awful producer's note and making gold out of it. Because <laughs> the note was, because it was just going, I think at the time it was just going to WB from Fox. All those shows aired on Fox and then WB became a network. So they wanted all the, you know, their DC's and Warner Brothers property. They wanted that. And the producer were like, you know, Buffy's really big. Can you just give us like a teen Batman show? Which is just awful. Because <laughs> what they wanted was like Bruce Wayne, but like a kid. And he's Batman, yeah. which is just so dumb. He's and, got a crush on somebody? Yeah. And so, but and he's going to fail his math test? <laughs> and out of that, they made Batman Beyond, which is objectively really good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it's so, pretty fun. And I think that's the, that's the sweet spot in working in any sort of studio system where you're able to get just absolute hot shit notes like stuff that's just awful mm-hmm. and turn it into something that's actually really legitimately yeah. good so you're still doing what they want but like making good stuff at the same mm-hmm. time but you're having a good time yeah that's yeah, pretty yeah. cool um, I tried watching Batman the Animated Series as an adult and I watched like two episodes of it and it's like oh yeah of course the animation style is amazing and the stories are cool it's just not clicking with me and that really bums me out because at lit- every day you can go on social media based on the, the way our algorithms work we yeah, probably yeah, look yeah. at a lot of the same people like losing their mind about it on a weekly basis mm-hmm. Even the show hasn't been on for two decades, three right. decades. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Uh, and so I'm just like, I'm bummed that I can't like, I just don't like it like as much. Like it's, I can objectively tell that there was a lot of craft and a lot of smart, talented people worked on it. It's just I don't find myself wanting to watch it. But you asked me about like He-Man, and I think it's a similar thing with G.I. Joe and Transformers and all of those. I think it was just fun and really cool and very energetic. Like I, I never, Sesame Street or Mr. Rogers, any of that stuff never really clicked with me. I wanted, I guess I wanted the action and the adventure. You didn't watch Mr. Rogers long enough. I, He's right, a sniper. He's, <laughs> He's a <laughs> Vietnam sniper. Yeah, yeah. Facts. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. Just take our word for it. Don't watch his movie. And it's actually interesting because when I was doing, I was looking into the Thundercats a little bit. I ran, I mentioned Mental Floss earlier. Uh, they had 15 15, you've mentioned this too 15 amazing facts about Thunder Thunder Thundercats and one of them is um, not only did producers target their advertising towards parents to be like hey this is actually going to be like helpful for your kids in their development um, but they actually had psychologists review scripts to make sure it wasn't going to like impair your children wow. uh, but at the end of gi joe infamously uh every episode ended with like a gi joe like all right i'm going to teach you a lesson don't talk to strangers you know what i mean and it's it was i guess to kind of undercut the like we all know we're making this because you just want to see explosions and muscly guys yeah, punch yeah. people but i guess to not ruin the children right. like here's a message don't you smoke. know what i mean yeah it's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, don't don't crack his whack at the yeah. end of like an arcade game and you're like exactly you're like what's okay. going on and so maybe Thanks, that's I'm, just to, I'm just trying to i'm just trying to i'm just i'm just trying to play the simpsons i wasn't game. doing crack do i want to try crack that <laughs> i think wait, i want to try wait, 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 wait hold the, on what is crack let me just try it once the game can't tell me what to do but it's interesting when we watch the new thundercats roar uh it was very much like hey we're just here to have fun and it's I didn't watch Spongebob. That was, I aged out before mm. that was a thing. But that, from what I understand, was almost like a Seinfeld level. Like, this is a show about nothing. Like, yeah, it's just the, where, you, where you missed out on early, oh my God, early Spongebob was just Some wild. of it's like nightmarish. <laughs> some oh, of yeah. it's real fucked up. Yeah, some of it's, uh-huh. gr- oh my God. They took a lot of cues from Ren and Stimpy where there would be a close-up and it's a still. And yeah. it'd be just a very gross, disgusting, pimply, pussy. Hyper-realistic. Like, or like hyper-realized. Hyper, yeah. It's no, hyper-real. Like, it looks like... It, it looks way more detailed and painted than yeah. like the normal animation. And and as an adult, you're like, oh, ha, that, that's really funny. When you're a kid, you're like, ew, it's mm-hmm. for the adults. It's like for the people to look at and go like, okay, that's funny. And yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I understand what they're doing there. Really quick. Do you have a standout SpongeBob episode that you like? That always comes back to you so um, on your deathbed. You're gonna have a flash, and you're gonna think of a SpongeBob episode. What's that one? Uh, I have two. Okay. One where they, two well. they they go through the perfume department. They're on the Flying Dutchman's like uh, ship, and they're kidnapped or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and the other one is uh, when they uh, they are playing a board game. Or, or they're playing a game, or SpongeBob and Patrick are playing a game, and they're like, like he's like, G7, like G7, oh boy. And the game makes no sense. It doesn't have anything to do with anything. And they're like moving a chess piece and running into a wall. And he's like, but it's not Tuesday, Patrick. And you're like, oh man. And it, it, as a kid, you're like, this is comedy gold. Yeah. And, and a parent goes, what? the fuck does this even mean as a kid like you don't get it yeah uh one uh episode that scared me as a kid was when they go to glove world and he accidentally drives down in the trench and he (laughs) keeps missing the bus over and over again he's just stuck in the dark so funny but also there's an episode where patrick works at the crusty crab Mm -hmm. and just a random fish walks up and he's got like he's seeing patrick trying to sweep but with the other end of the room <laughs> and he says hey buddy you're just blowing from stupid town and <laughs> i want that uh tattooed on my chest that's how you can find my body <laughs> you can identify yeah it. that's how you can identify yeah, that just... line killed me it's the only time i ever heard my dad laugh at that show because he had to watch a lot of it yeah. <laughs> and being, it's a... sorry yeah it just it deserved every emmy it missed <laughs> 
and it's interesting. Yeah, it's it's interesting is uh, how fondly we remember those shows. And I, I want to know because you mentioned you touched on this briefly, but we uh, threw out on Twitter. I wanted you know we like to answer your questions on the show. It's only stupid answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so white fudge chunky. <laughs> uh, Great name. Underscore Anson Baker asks: uh, Were these cartoons actually awesome, or does nostalgia play a heavy factor that clouds our perception? Yeah, mm. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. Um, I th- I think about this whenever a new show comes out that's like peep that adults are talking about. Yeah. Uh, that are, is usually meant for kids, and this happened a lot with Steven Universe. Um, and I know that kids are going to be watching this and going like, wow, this is, this was really good. This was my childhood. Like Steven universe was my childhood. Yeah. And like, that's not for us, but for some kids, that's what it's going to be. But adults are watching these shows now and going, this is really good. Mm-hmm. Like I-, I can see what they were going for and how they were like, quote unquote, targeting kids and what kind of lessons they're trying to teach kids. And the kids are kind of going to get it. They're going to get it, but they're not going to know exactly the the um, the exact metaphors that they might be using. But adults are. And they're going to look at these shows and go like, yeah, these were really good at crafting our understanding of the world or crafting their kids' understanding of the world. And adults can watch it now and go like, oh, yeah, that kind of made me think too. And so I, I think maybe back then there was a certain like – with if it's, if it's Thundercats and it's a, or it's a bunch of like buff men with swords, GI Joe and all that stuff, like there might be a lesson at the end of it just to uh, uh, soften the blow of the explosions that mm-hmm. that happen. Entertainment, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right at the end, there's just like one quick fact about the human body. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> you got to strike down and put a nuke in. I don't know the Mumra's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but did you know that your spleen can? You know the old flaws twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, tell your parents. War bonds, pretty yeah. cool. Whoa! Um, but the, then, like you had like SpongeBob, where it was kind of it was just silly. But there was a couple of like lessons thrown in there, mixed in there. But yeah, I think I think that might have been more true for shows back then. I think shows happening now are a little more consciously aware, and we won't have that as much. Yeah, it's interesting that I think like you guys, where you talk about SpongeBob and Ren Snippy, I think a lot of that stuff um, was the adult directed stuff was more towards like gross out or sexualized humor, mm-hmm. and it was um, escapism. Yeah, and I and I think I like now that it's the stuff that's more. And I, I credit a little bit of this to Pixar and the success of Pixar and its storytelling. The more adult humor is just more. Uh, you know emotionally aware more like because you look at adventure time in the storytelling it's doing you mm-hmm. just talk about steven universe yeah. like it's it's just surprise yeah, if you liked adventure time i probably will like steven yeah. i just haven't had a chance to and, check it out and also but, like, when you look at it they're 10 minute episodes split up like 50 different ways and you're yeah. like well how am i supposed to watch this yeah, yeah. <laughs> and avatar that last airbender i think is another good example where it's just the storytelling it, it trusts kids to be like you'll keep up with this yeah it's the idea that um it's putting a little more trust in, I guess, the children or, or like in teenagers that are watching this and going instead of like a bunch of executives in suits going like, no, there needs to be it needs to be a cat that like shoots lasers out of its ass. And it's yeah. like, yeah, that's cool. But like we why? can all agree that's super cool. That's great. Yeah. Like, everyone here can write. Uh, yes, I do agree. But you could also say like maybe that cat that shoots lasers out of its ass can also be non-binary. Like, wh- yeah. like why not throw the concepts in there and trust that kids will understand it? So building off that really quick in oh, our chat, Danny and. <laughs> 
<laughs> Danny M mentions, do you guys remember Samurai Pizza Cats? And I have literally no idea what that is. I remember that was, uh, I think that was came on after like Pokemon or something when I was younger. Three cybernetic cats who run a pizza parlor in Little Tokyo. Moonlight is, is heroes to protect the city from the power-hungry rat Big Cheese. And it's <laughs> it was on from TV Tokyo. I ran w- for one full year <laughs> yeah i will also say that uh we don't have like an underrated one in here but i was a big fan of a show called swat cats which was definitely post ninja turtles <laughs> swat cats it's SWAT, no really it was it a world full of cats like it was cat people uh, but the swat cats had a super powered jet and you're like well why couldn't it have just been people with super jet uh, power jet fuck you it's swat cats and uh mm-hmm. and yeah that was it they just had a super power jet and they fought monsters in their super power jet okay so building off uh your point and i also kind of bringing it back around to like reboots as a, in general uh netflix and nickelodeon teamed up and made a couple movies based on older older properties yes. they had they had invader hey zim uh hey arnold that was kind of something different but you can now watch that on on nickelodeon but more so talking about like Invader Zim, and then Rocco's Modern Life. Rocco's mm. Modern Life did take something and actually had an idea. And I mean, Invader Zim is just a really fun movie. I recommend watching it. It's like Spider-Verse, but for Invader Zim uh, in a loose way. <laughs> but Rocco's Modern Life takes uh, a look at modern society from the uh, I, the point of view of 90s nostalgia mm. and and deals with it or and tries to have our main character deal with it Rocco is very much in love with the way the world used to be because he they literally like I think they fire their house off into space and then after 30 years like oh there's a return home button like what the fuck <laughs> and so they hit it and they fly back home and now they're like iPhones and stuff and they're trying to figure it out and also his favorite TV show's not on the air anymore so the whole point is to get this cartoon back on the air yeah and you find out the one of the animators who do you remember the big heads? It was the mm-hmm. neighbors, the frogs, mm-hmm. the son of the big heads is who created the show. And uh, they find this person, and they introduce that she's trans. Mm-hmm. Was uh, I think it, it was raised as their son, but now yeah. identifies as a woman. And they actually have the big head. It's not okay with <laughs> and like that. And but Rocco and everyone immediately accepts them. But throughout the movie, you actually have them accepting this new idea. And I'm like, wow, shit. This obviously you're now aiming this movie towards adults mm-hmm. which in a really cool way, but also kids could watch this yeah. and, and get the lesson as well. Like I, I although I think whether kids should have been watching Rockless Modern Life is is up for debate. Yeah. No, it was yeah. not safe. Syndicated. It, it was kind of in the. It was in the in between. They definitely got away with a lot of stuff. Ren and Stimpy, I think, is more on the. Also, Ren and Stimpy is difficult because the creator has uh, multiple sexual abuse allegations. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's he's probably no. a real trash person. Yeah. Um, so train. Uh, uh, train changing tracks. Uh, Chris Wickline at Chris Wickline four. Are there any that you consider ahead of their time? I mean. I guess for you guys, from again, we're, we're different you? generations. For me, ahead of their time, Biker Mice from theirs. <laughs> for well, and that's actually more. That's <laughs> a more um, '90s. Was there anything that I mean? Uh, this is technically the '90s, but I think it's kind of time. Batman the animated series was ahead of its time. It was doing stuff. Or was it? No, it was '90s. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was '90s, and uh, I think it influenced a lot of. Like, I don't think you get Avatar: The Last Airbender without Batman the mm-hmm. animated series. I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you don't get Samurai Jack without mm. Batman the animated series. Yeah, like that. That stuff. That I was think ahead of its, its time. Um, uh, Wendy S is pointing out uh, Animaniacs. Um, also, earlier in the chat, I think it was Danny M pointed out Freakazoid, which is something I, I will die on that hill. Freakazoid. I was a big that fan was of Freakazoid. A wild show. Uh, it's po- probably a ripoff of Mike Alred's Madman. Um, but yeah, never heard that. Yeah, but because there's a lot of similarities. But I, I thought 
Freakazoid teamed up with a famous carpenter on on one of those home redesign shows. And I can't Tim remember. Allen? No, right. not to, no. Tim Allen was the comedian, but like, but like it was like character? Bob Vila's like secondhand man on one of those shows. Guest starred on Freakazoid. I think the last episode of Freakazoid. <laughs> This is a deep pole. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember because my dad is a woodworker, so he watched those shows. Oh. And so when he showed up and like teamed up with Free, like, and it's not even like a throwaway joke. Like, it's the crux of the episode. Anyway. Pretty good. I think Adventure Time was ahead of its time mm-hmm. when it came out. Uh, and I think that that's going to be a show that's remembered for um, probably it saving Cartoon Network. A little mm-hmm. bit definitely helped it. Yeah. Um, Do you remember the old ads, by the way, uh, where all the characters from Cartoon Network would be in an ad together and they like lived in a city yeah, together? Yeah, I love that. Those always made my that that that's like um, uh, eye bleach. It's like it mm-hmm. makes my head feel good. When yeah, I watch it. And like oh, Continue, they're all together, though. all friends. Yeah, <laughs> they all live um, together. Yeah, Nickelodeon had a couple of things like that during Christmas where it'd be a bunch of claymation like versions of everybody. And yeah, all like, or something like that. I think I remember. It's all jumbled in my head. Claymation and then like a whole bunch of characters getting together. But I, I think that the ones that were ahead of its time, um, you're gonna you you look back on them and you go, it's it's a last a last ditch effort by the studio to get people on board and watch the network right and i think that you find that those ideas are always the ones that were always said there people always said no to and they like i don't want to do this or oh this is not going to work and it's weird yeah yeah, or when it's like all right well we need something that the kids are going to really like but uh you know it's got to be super popular and and then it's just like some animator with an idea going like yeah, no, I, I know exactly what's going to work. Like, just let, just trust me. And then yeah. they make Adventure Time. You know, or they make they make Steven Universe. They make something that is is so it's ahead of its time. But you know that if somebody got the chance to make it, that they, they would have. They like they would have if they were just allowed to make that story and tell that story. Think of how many stories are are told now, where they like they win a, the Oscar for like short, like Hair Love or something like that. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh wow, it's so it's such a beautiful story. It's it's and so like. It's so nicely animated. You think like, but that movie, why, why was that not made so long ago? It's like these people got the chance to tell these stories. Yeah. And I think that's awesome that that's, that is happening. But like, yeah, the ones that are ahead of its time are the ones that like a, a little like weed slipped through the cracks. You know, yeah. and it got a chance to, to, to bloom. And then once it's successful, everybody rips it off. By the way, it's uh, <laughs> uh, Norm Abram. This is Freakazoid teaming up with Norm, uh, Norm Abram from the, the Freakazoid episode. You're welcome, everybody. Uh, by the way, with Adventure Time and Steven Universe, they're also they're big swings. That's kind of like mm-hmm. what you were saying, and like especially when you watch them both, because Adventure Time, I watched a good chunk of the beginning, and the narrative of it it does take a while to kick in mm-hmm. a, a through line, which is something we mentioned in our Thundercats War review. Yeah, that, that maybe down the line Thundercats War will will build turn out into a, a deeper thing. Yeah, like because Steven Universe, like I mentioned this last time when we did our Thundercats review, it starts out with like a kid who eats ice cream sandwiches and makes lasers come out of his belly button, and you're like, <clears throat> that's <laughs> you want those sauces? This is, this is a lot, yeah. and then uh, it they start to pivot and they start to find what this show is actually about mm-hmm. and talking about like refugees. And also like, if you did introduce aliens to, to earth, it's like, uh, humans are basically dead. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's bad news bears for yeah. everybody. I'm like, that's And it's cool for studios to take swings like that on risky properties because they see something in it. 
And it's always it's like you always hear like um, the only example I can have that comes to my head is the head of FX who backed It's Always Sunny, mm-hmm. even after his first season really didn't do well, and they're like, no, 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 we can do this, and then reach out to Danny DeVito, and mm-hmm. now It's Always Sunny, It's Always Sunny, and it's always kind of fun to hear about um, executives. Well, it's Always Sunny can... successful. Uh, how, many, how many seasons have been on? Hey, three. <laughs> Fifteen. Uh, yeah, they're doing fine. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it'd be fun to learn more about uh, people behind the scenes when it comes to shows like these uh, that helped push them and made them what they are. Actually, that now makes me think I should check out that Netflix show, uh, the shows that made us. Mm-hmm. You heard, you heard yeah, yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's the toys that made us. No. Or some, and it's the movies and the toys right now. Yeah. And they'll probably do a bunch of spinoffs because it's an algorithm. Yeah. yeah. And they just keep making shows. You gotta keep throwing it away. It's disposable. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> thinking about ones ahead of their time, we got Nate at Chancy Danger mentioned technically the '90s, but can we talk about Pirates of Dark Water or Exo Squad? Now, I don't know. I'm not familiar with Exo Squad. What? But I am familiar <laughs> of, with Pirates of Dark Water, which I actually think also might have been a little bit ahead of its time, or at least trying to capitalize on um, stuff like uh, Batman Animated Series. It came out in 1991. Oh. The premise is uh, the alien world of Murr is being devoured by an evil substance known as Dark Water. Only Ren, a young prince, can stop it by finding the lost 13 treasures of rule. His loyal crew of misfits that help in his journey are the uh, Ecomancer Tula, a monkey bird Niddler, Niddler was rad, uh, and treasure-hungry pirate Eos, the evil pirate Lord uh, Bloth will stop at nothing to get the treasures for himself and provides many obstacles to Ren and his crew. This was actually a really fun show, but it actually it it ended after 21 episodes and it never finished. I think it says here they only got eight of the 13 treasures, and it's still kind of like it's now at this point because because it wasn't because it wasn't as popular as some of these other ones. Like it's just kind of drifted from memory because it's not like I don't even know where I could go watch it if I wanted to. Yeah, you can't. Blu-ray will come out next year, but it does kind of haunt me because I remember as a kid like well what happens next and it's like there is mm-hmm. it's oh gone forever there, it's kind of like the end of Super Mario Brothers the movie where it's like hey Mario Brothers we need your help and you're like well who shows what up happened? Lucy it's, it's Daisy she's Daisy. called Daisy in the movie and she's like we. it's even worse now Koopa's gone and you're like but what yeah and, and that's as a kid you realize like when things aren't successful they, they just go away mm-hmm. there is no yeah and so then you start to resent those cliffhangers, but like, what if it doesn't come back though? <laughs> Give it that one you could see coming back in some way. Like someone, some indie publisher is going to make a comic book that's expanded. Dark Water? No. Oh, the, oh <laughs> like maybe, but I'm at the Mario I there, one. I think there yeah. is a theme, like one of the writers of it continued the story, like online as a blog for Mario. Good. Yeah, yeah for God. the Mario. I think it's out there some ways. Did Yoshi come out of that world with them? And is the mayor still Donkey Kong? <laughs> You guys remember what I'm talking about? (laughs) (laughs) You Uh, you also do crack. Uh, I think uh, Yoshi stayed in uh, that world. And I don't... Was the mayor of New York supposed to be Donkey Kong? Yeah. Was that the bit? I don't remember that. Well, he turns into a chimp. But it's supposed to be an That's odd. right. Yeah, because Bowser's got a thing that turns him into a gym. I actually, by the way, I will defend that movie. I think I don't know it's a good Mario Brothers ad- adaptation, but as Blade Runner for kids, it's pretty solid. Pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, cocaine's a hell of a drug, <laughs> <laughs> and that movie is evidence of it. Also, by the way, I think Pirates of Dar- Darkwater preceded Batman the animated series, so maybe Pirates of Darkwater was ahead of its time. Hmm. What were uh, and that's the ahead of your time where it's like we're doing this thing and it, the world's not ready for it, so it just goes away yeah, it's yeah. like well never, you were too ahead of your time yeah, yeah you don't like it but your kids are gonna yeah know. <laughs> uh he stole that from a black man <laughs> <laughs> by the way which uh network did you stick to the most as a child um which mm, cartoons i i'm gonna i'm gonna say probably nickelodeon is what i was most loyal to but there were some cartoon network 
cartoons that uh, were just like Cartoon Network had this thing where they're like, God, we have to like be weirder. We just have to be weirder. And then like, pretty sure it was what Courage the Cowardly Dog came out on Cartoon yeah. Network and just was it was really rough to watch for me as a kid because I liked it, but I'm like, I can't, I can't keep having nightmares mm-hmm. watching this yeah. show. You know the one because that... it never ends like, happy. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It always ends kind of nightmarish, but courage is fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the one that I found a little too unsettling to stick with, ever, like watch, was um, Cow and Chicken. Do you guys remember Cow and Chicken? I remember it. I never watched it. Yeah, though. I didn't really either because you see those ads, you're like. Not for me. <laughs> not, not for this Woldridge household. No, yeah, thank yeah. you. Samurai Jack actually scared the crap out of me. And speaking of kind of reboots, they did have the final season that aired for Adult Swim. Yeah. And they made it more uh, They made it more adult, yeah. which is really cool. And that felt like it was ahead of its time because it didn't really get to finish what the story was. Mm-hmm. And then like 10 years later, it got a chance to. Yeah. And it's cool that Adult Swim, it's so hard for my brain to connect that the Eric Andre show and Tim and Eric air on the same place as Teen Titans Go. Like, that's, yeah, yeah. that's the block yeah, of programming yeah. that they yeah. have yeah. for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard for me to process yes. exactly. Um, but yeah, I think um, I didn't have a point after that. But, uh, <laughs> I will say, speaking of ahead of your time, though, I will say, and it's our time, so it's it's easier to look back in the past and be like, oh, that was ahead of its time. It's weird. Like, now, mm-hmm. I feel like narratively primal, speaking of Samurai Jack, um, Gendy Tartakovsky went on after the reboot of Samurai Jack to make Primal, which aired on Cartoon Network, and I really can't sing the praises of enough. It's it's so incredible, and it's such visceral. God damn all... it, it's so fucking cool. It's so metal. I've, yeah. seen, I've, seen, I've seen a couple of people talk about it, and yeah. I haven't actually got a chance to watch so it yet, but. because it's a it's 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 like if you went back to like the 60s the herculoids and that stuff that type of premise where it's like caveman and a t-rex team up on journeys across this like prehistoric world that's cool but because it's caveman and, and a dinosaur there's no dialogue it's all visual storytelling Dope. And and it's so impressive and cool. It's like if you if you took the opening of two thousand one A Space Odyssey with the cave with the like eight men mm-hmm. and made that into like a sixties cartoon. It's that. That's Hell what yeah. Primal is, and it's it's so visually impressive, and what, it's so like we'll pitch the Mammoth episode to him. That's so my favorite one. episode, the episode I made Sam watch because it, it is you can watch it on the Adult Swim app, um, but otherwise I, it might be streaming someplace now. But there's there's an episode where it begins with um, it's Spear and Fang are the are the caveman and the T Rex and they hunt they there's an older mammoth with this pack of mammoths and it gets separated and they and they hunt it and kill it but there's this weird emotional connection the caveman has with the mammoth um, and they they hunt it so they use the tusk and stuff and 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 the hide to make like shelter for them and then the other mammoths come back to like fight them but what you find out is the other mammoths just want the tusk. And so there's this weird, and, it's, and again, it's, this is all vi- told visually. There's no dialogue. There's no like, well, you want to. When I was a kid, I had this happen to me. So mm-hmm. da, da, da. it's just it's just conveyed through, and it's animation, but it's conveyed through conveyed through expressions, mm-hmm. and sound through design. actions, and yeah. sound design, and, it, and it's just such it a sounds beautiful. That that confidence in your visual storytelling is so rare in adult media, in every media. Um, that God bless Adult Swim because they are with Eric Andre and stuff like that. They're like boundaries. Fuck you, boundaries. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. by the way, uh, funny that uh, I watched a uh, behind the scenes deleted scene from Eric Andre's show, and yeah. there's one where he dressed up as Ronald, uh, Ronald McDonald and went into a McDonald's <laughs> store. And he's like, "Where's the manager? I'm here." <laughs> I'm trying to go behind, and then he went, he 
was eating like a uh, Big Mac and he was crying <laughs> and like smoking and stuff. It was hilarious. Does that remind you of Primal? What, what? Oh, wait, no, because of the behind the scenes. Well, that's the finale was, of yeah, Primal. Yeah, yeah. He was, wild turn. They had the toys for Primal at <laughs> McDonald's. Um, They're talking about the McDonald's on the legal side was okay for him to do this. Like Adult Swim was like good, but the advertising side was like, we actually have toys at McDonald's that you can't like fully make fun of them. Yeah. So they had to cut it, which bummed me out. But it was cool that legal was like, yeah, go for you it. Go for it. Mm-hmm. It's like, but we got to sell toys, the Eric Andre toys, so we can't have <laughs> you. Eric Andre toys at McDonald's. Yeah. So we, our last one here is from Stasek Geta. I'm sorry if, if I pronounced that incorrectly. At Rockin' Rush Boy, uh, what which classic cartoon that hasn't been made into a movie would you guys like to see, and would you, who would you choose to star and direct? I would almost. I felt hesitant. My gut reaction was like, "Don't make a movie." But then the Steven Universe movie made me cry. There's actually one little part that I sometimes replay to make my heart feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's real good, and uh, so I, I I feel like I back off a little bit. Um, personally, from my childhood, I wouldn't mind seeing a Danny Phantom because. We saw what happens when someone with ghost powers grows up. They mm. turn into the, the devil. Yeah. <laughs> they so, they so, turn into e-boys. They, yeah. <laughs> so do you think... Uh, Fuck yeah, e-boys. You mentioned the um, Steven Universe movie. Are you thinking an animated movie or a live-action movie? Oh, we don't. If you remember, there's a little era... Cartoon Network made a live-action Ben 10 movie and another <laughs> Scooby-Doo movie. Anybody remember that? Oh, my God. Really I think it was like area. the third one? The second one? Yeah, the yeah, third yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so we really try to... That was bad. Yeah. We don't need to do that. And, mm-hmm. like, there's something about it. Like, if you wanted to change up the th- animation style the way, like, Spider-Verse is kind of, like, reinventing and, and trying something new, go for it. If you don't want to use the same that you used for the animated series, go for it. Do a little claymage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this isn't it's specifically... It's not saying specifically live action, right? It's it not. Could be. Okay. It's not, yeah. Do you... I, I just... This came back to my conscious yesterday because uh, my fiancé, Sam, was watching a, um, a YouTuber talk about the animated series... By Stan Lee called Stripperella. I'm familiar. Okay. I'm familiar. Yeah, I, I was actually thinking about it the other day. Um, that was on Spike TV? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If TV you, for men. Yeah. Uh, boy, boy, boy. If, you, if, you, if you think about it, um, you know, obviously Stan Lee, we, with Steve Ditko and Jack Kirby, created stuff like the Fantastic Four and Spider Man and stuff like that. Steve Ditko, separate of Stan Lee, created The Question and uh, The Creeper. Uh, Jack Kirby, separate from Stan Lee, made uh, the whole fourth world universe with Darkseid and all that stuff. Stan Lee, without Steve Ditko and Jack Kirby, uh, made Stripperella. Yes. <laughs> yes. So um, I'm man's not got saying, ideas. Yeah, he was, listen, he's just the idea guy, all right? Let me tell you, uh, rest in peace, but also, <laughs> you know, he had a few things mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, and the, the animated show, it's not one of those things that's ahead of its time because, wow, there were a lot of really, Pamela Anderson, correct, was the yes, voice of Stripperella, mm-hmm. yes. Pamela Anderson, and there was a uh, an assistant that, like, uh, was pro- very problematic at the way that they made fun of him, and you can you can go back and look at it. I don't have to describe it, but like it was it was not ahead of its time. It was really trashy, and they changed the animation halfway through, like the, the art style halfway through is <laughs> wild. But the thing that the whole time I'm watching this, I go, okay, I saw um, that that movie with Jennifer Lopez um, where she's a stripper, with Hustlers. Hustlers. Yes, I watched that movie, and I go, like, okay, but if one of these women just had a gun mm-hmm. and was going on missions would be so cool. And yeah. then I, I was reminded of Stripperella and I go like, okay, but if that movie was, if this was made now, I feel like they'd make it more about women empowerment. They'd make it more about like a badass woman just going on secret missions. It sounds like Charlie's Angels a little bit, but yeah. like, but make a superhero that's also a stripper and is just cool with like, 
being in touch with her body and her sexuality, awesome. If I, I told like, you there was a stripper superhero in, in DC Comics, would that surprise you? That wouldn't surprise me. I would want a movie out of it, though. Who is it? Voodoo. I want a live action. From, is, from Wildstorm. What is it? She's oh. no longer a stripper, but originally she. there's a character in, in Wildstorm Comics uh, named Voodoo. Uh, Wildstorm was Wildcat. She was one of the Wildcats, and she originally was a stripper. No, now as she's been rebooted a couple times, she's not surprising. Pop but, singer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but and Wildstorm became part of DC mm-hmm. uh, comics. Can't I can I also I think a lot of people would be like Stripperella. Why is that the one you'd want to bring back? Let me defend that a little bit. Please. In that I think the one the stuff that lends itself better to reboots and reimagining stuff like that is stuff that like didn't quite click the first time mm-hmm. it's like there's room to improve this like yes. we can go back to this drawing board and like because there's there's a thing here there's a reason you revisited it right um and but there's not all the baggage of like well that it's like when they're like oh we're gonna make a live action series of avatar last Ember. why yeah what? that's perfect yeah. why are you going back to a perfect thing Did you to know make how much perfect? money they made with the m night movie now get it for eight episodes, <laughs> three dollars. Um, but with, with Stripperella, there was a uh, there was a character called Chibo or Chipo or something mm-hmm. like that, and it was the Riddler, really. But like, <laughs> instead of stealing a lot of money, he would he would want to steal like copper yeah. because he would want to steal. He would he would just try to save money as much as possible. So like he would he would like save bullets or like like why do we need to buy more bullets? We already have three in this gun. Like we don't need to any more. Pretty good joke. It, it's it's honestly like it's a very funny like character, and a lot of the humor was not that good. But like. Seeing that translated into like a R-rated comedy mm-hmm. movie would be like in the like, vein of like a Deadpool or Birds of Prey, mm-hmm. yeah. something like that, or like or even even if if like Judd Apatow were to make something like this, where it's a it is a comedy, but there's maybe a more like serious plot kind of happening in the background. Like mm-hmm. maybe that'd be cool. I just think that the idea is so it's so much more rooted for now but the way that it was portrayed back then was was still in its time if this makes sense like when it was made it was the the humor was very like raunchy and trying to be shocking and it's not funny and it's also sometimes really sexist at certain points and they just made her boobs really just massive mm-hmm. halfway through the season well, and increase them i don't think sam's getting a proper picture here <laughs> all i remember is a shot from the show as a kid where she the tank was coming and she like flipped over the front of the tank. Yep, I remember. <laughs> yeah, uh, and like it was Stan Lee stripper. Let's well, that's get when the they title right. It. So that's when they changed it. Okay, so originally, originally, like she, like she she had a um, she had a, a smaller chest, but she also had like um, like you couldn't see her eyes. It was more of like a it was more What's of happening a Batman here, you think? thing. What's going on here? It was what very see at? so raunchy. This is great for an audiovisual medium. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think just look up Stripperella or don't. It's um, like, what are those games that are just like women playing volleyball? Hey, speaking of Danny Phantom, here's a fan image of Stripperella fighting Danny Phantom. <laughs> Hell yeah. Her hair and her breasts are larger than Danny Phantom. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's and true. Jesus, so the that's way, true. The way that it was made, there's holding up melons. There's a lot of those jokes. A lot of those jokes. Very good. There's there there's a lot of jokes in there that are that should stay in the time where it was or shouldn't have ever been made. But I think that this like just the premise of it would translate so well into like into now. Um, Dude, there's some fan out there that just loves making Danny Phantom strip of our art. Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's so funny. How's she standing up straight. I, think, I, I like I like that suggestion. Let me let me subvert this question a little bit because I think I'm again. I'm trying that's to a, think wait. That's one. a spike. I'm trying to remember it. For a second, I was like, wait, that was on Kids Network. It's like, no, it was, it was on spike. spike. It was on Spike. Stanley met, had meetings with Spike and yeah. to make original content. Uh, and this is what happened. Um, what if you flipped it? What if you took a traditionally live action um, 
film or franchise and made an animated reboot of it because i i'm i am of the opinion that i think animation is um just what's the word i'm looking for um it's it's looked down upon a lot mm-hmm. in Western society yeah. um, as a medium. It's not and I taken think seriously. It's not taken seriously. And I think it's such an impressive, like the action sequences in going back to Avatar and Legend of Korra are so fluid and interesting that you literally just could not replicate it in live action mm-hmm. because with people, it's either people or computers. And if you try to integrate people with the CG animation, it's always going to look, it's less, it's just going to yeah. inherently look less fluid. Yeah, right, right, right. So if I think, I, w- I still would like to see a- an adult, because normally when you think about adult animation, you think about stuff like Archer or The Simpsons or or um, Archer or The Simpsons uh, or South Park. And adult means just sex jokes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They're still comedies, which is not bad. It's not throwing yeah. those under the bus at all. I think those are some great comedies, but they're comedies. I'd like to see like a Breaking Bad animated. Yeah. Like something like that. But... What could you imagine like a never ending story animated movie? Kind mm. of fun. With a lot of like love and care put into the animation in that world. I could say a Netflix original series. Yeah. With an animated uh never ending story. They're doing uh, they did a lot with um the puppets and the Skeksis. Why can't I think of what that's called? Dark, uh, Crystal. Dark Crystal. Yeah, yeah. actually. Well, but now if you say like if you did that because that's actually using the marionettes. If you actually did a never ending story series with the animatronics and puppets that we have now, it's like actually that would also be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I wouldn't mind an animated series of that. I think if you're gonna take a, if you're gonna take something, it should be if you're gonna take something live action and you're gonna make an animation, it's because you probably couldn't not do that thing that well with live action. You yeah. you want to transform it through animation. Spider Man into the Spider Verse uh, is the best Spider Man movie. Uh, it's just the best one, and it's and in my opinion, and it's because I like to, but how objectively it is. You, it I is. mean, I actually was like, yeah, wait, yeah. go on, wait, I do agree, go yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is, and and it's <laughs> it's because the way that they use the animation, the way that they um, have uh, used the the art style to enhance the story and 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 little like tiny things that you wouldn't even notice unless it's like your third or fourth watch or or you have to like look up something online like the way that they the the amount of care that was put into that movie is great and it's something that you probably could not do or be really challenging to do with a live action one and something that pops out at me the most uh, with with transforming a live action one into a animated film would be the movie Her with Joaquin Phoenix oh interesting because I think the thing that was like and I know it's not the point of the movie, but what I wanted is I wanted to dive into what where the Samantha mm-hmm. was living in, like where she was coming from, and like I wanted, I, I would love a thing, a, a scene where it's like from her perspective so inside like, of the computer. So what you're thinking is Matrix, Walking like Phoenix, her, but like a little Osmosis Jones angle mm-hmm. where we go into the animated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think that'd be cool. Of Flubber with Robin Williams, where the flying robot creates a woman out of magazine clippings. And I don't know if they make out, but do you know what I'm talking about? You do know what I'm talking about because I don't remember what happens in that movie, except I remember that part that uh, like a woman in like lingerie shows up, like not sexy lingerie, like sleeping lingerie. Pretty ahead of its time. That was her before her. You know? <laughs> but going on that angle, you mentioned Matrix a minute though. It'd be interesting if if you did a reboot of the Matrix where all the stuff outside of the Matrix was live action, and everything in the Matrix was animated. Matrix Four or Animatrix. 
Anima- well, because again, the Animatrix is widely praised by people that like the Matrix. I, think I don't remember any. No, I think it's. I think Animatrix is well received by the Matrix fans. Is that? Pat, was, do you know? That, I didn't even know that existed. Oh yeah, so the Animatrix was like a straight to DVD um, anthology. I thought it just came out with a cool name. I was no, like, no, no, oh, no. Animatrix, no, I'm cool. not that smart. And it's yeah. and it's an animated anthology that's supposed to explain different aspects. Like I think the most famous one explains how the robots took over earth or why that happened mm-hmm. stuff like that it was twitter <laughs> it was twitter all along uh but uh also something classic cartoon classic I, again i think if you're going to remake something like i pick something that that has a fan base but is not like everybody's already over the moon of it so i would say something like pirates of dark water which i mentioned before because i think that's that's you could do something really cool with that mm-hmm. um and the other one that i was thinking is there's actually when i was a kid classic animated series created to sell a toy line it's called war planets and each planet had its own like gun well actually yeah actually kind of yeah, yeah. yeah the toy did the toy did but each world there was like a rock world there was a fire world there was an ice world i just world. imagine like an earth and then like a revolver sitting next to it <laughs> Try me, I mean, bitch. Um, I, honestly, you're not that far off from the oh, way God, the toys could you were. Imagine how easy it was to make TV shows back in the nineties. <laughs> it just, um, it just, it's a bunch of people smoking uh, a cigarette in a room. Oh, so yeah, I so these are the this. planets. I remember this. Yeah, and the and the big beast planet was the bad guy that could eat the planets. Um, Don't eat the planet. Yeah, but I think you could do. Is Baku gone? This is what. But this is precursor to Baku gone. Yeah. So, but like the idea of like. People love that shit where each planet has its own like element that like we're back to talking about Avatar, all the different mm-hmm. types of bendings yeah. and everything. Star Wars. So I think you could make something really cool um, with that, but also people are clamoring for live action Thundercats, and people were obviously not for. Uh, Do you have those pictures handy that you texted me? Just oh for, uh, no not I, other than I the do. text i do um uh, oh, what sam's well, referring do. to is people people took um the the image that was like the the uh for thundercats or there was the promotional image oh that <laughs> it, it, sam, and- <laughs> <laughs> okay so what sam's showing now what sam's showing now now is that uh, he made a joke that like this is supposed to be sexy cat people and of course thundercat fans look it's not about that but i found some fan art that speaks to the opposite of that. I'll post it in the Discord. Uh, but but, uh, but the one I did like is people took the art style of Thundercats Roar, the promotional image, and did that with other things. There was one for Akira that I sent you. Oh, that was cute. That was actually really cool. Um, but uh, Just cool. don't think about when he turns into a big tumor and destroys yeah, r- the world. Right. <laughs> um, but for people that are like, yeah, I want that live action Thundercats, there was Thundercats was such a big sensation that there was a live arena show. Like a like medieval times, kind of uh, like um, Disney. On I don't Ice. know if you like Disney on Ice. When I was a kid, Power Rangers had a touring show where the guys would come out and they do like numbers, and you're supposed to see it live, and I loved it. Uh, but they did that for Thundercats, and just I, you know, maybe we'll <laughs> post this stuff on Twitter. We should probably post some of the stuff on Twitter. Yeah, but this is the probably. image. Anybody who thinks a live action uh, Thundercats show, well, is did, where did, it's at. Did you see Cats? No. <laughs> did you see Cats? Thankfully, no. So I already know what yeah. this is going to look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw Cats in uh, live, and it was incredible. <laughs> and an- oh, well, imagine okay, if they had the Sword of Omens. Cat, so Jellicle Cats, yeah. but like anime and like hi- like Akira, hyper, not realistic, but uh, visceral, like yeah. Castlevania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Castlevania. If you want um, adult storytelling mixed with animation, mm. there are so there's so much anime. That you can watch, and it's just so that a Western much. audience does not want to subscribe to that, probably just due to a little bit of racism, but also a little bit of like the skepticism with the, you know, the I, medium. I won't disagree but, with like, you, but also reading because subtitles. 
Boo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I don't want to do that work. And yeah. like, I can't understand it. I can't text um, what I watch. But there are so, there's so many. There's so many Go out there. Parasite. I, I, ooh, I need to see that movie. Yes, you do. I know. I, I thought you were thinking about the anime Parasite, and that one makes no, me feel a little sick that's watching. That's very different. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think you're right, and I think that's something where I, that I think displays kind of how we're talking about ahead of the times, how kind of behind the times Western Western audiences view animation. Because I don't. We, we did a whole show where we were exposing ourselves to anime. But the beautiful thing about anime is, is like we growing up, we watched Dragon Ball Z and Gundam and all the action yeah. stuff because that's what we were trained that cartoons came out were years before it, it hit the Western audience. Right. 100 percent so ahead of its time but now you've got anime that's like uh, a hockey team or like the swim team it's yeah everything, everything. slice of life yeah and, and i think I, I think that's something that we really interesting to explore in western animation mm-hmm. yeah i agree just a, a mom and their and her three kids in the middle of tennessee and she's struggling to get by slice of life anime yeah that's the western one we're kind of getting them quicker now because <laughs> yeah. of funimation and and other apps being more popular over mm-hmm. here but it's yeah. still more oh and anime a- anime is like very very popular with gen z right now which is like which is a wild thing like where urban outfitters is selling uh shirts with just random generic anime girl on it with some japanese text and, and, and like you know, more power to I think. I hope the, je- I hope the text is like, I am an idiot. <laughs> like, I know My Hero be. Academia has a bigger section in that store than most music does now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, so I actually just showed you guys the, the example of why we shouldn't do live action Thundercats, but I feel like it's important to both sides. Apparently, James McAvoy is a big fan of Thundercats and would love to see a live action Thundercats thing. And if you cast him in it, I'd watch it. Uh, Although there were a lot of good people in Cats, so you know a lot, yeah, a lot of beloved Judy Dench, Dame. There's a Dame in that, and a Sir. Yeah, I want to see a Thundercats where they, um, the the just similar with Onward, where there like was a fantasy land and still mm-hmm. is a fantasy land, but like time just happened, so yeah. like now it's just modern day. But it's Thundercats, and all these people are super buff, and they're cats, and there's one guy that was like frozen. And just gets released into the into the the wild of, well, it's of interesting modern day. Third, uh, Thundercats takes place on a place called Third Earth, but it'd be interesting if they like got cryo frozen, and now it's just our Earth, and they yeah. come out and they're like, yeah. So the Sonic movie, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much any, any fish out of water. Yeah. Like, uh, story. Here's, a, here's a pitch for you. Give me. Um, we do. Oh no! Did it escape me? No. Okay. So we do. Thundercats, mm-hmm. but in the same avenue as B movie. So you have a world, a part like a hidden. Let's say they're underground, hollow earth, um, like Godzilla. That's where the Thundercats live. And mm-hmm. they think it's third earth, but they're like, oh, there's the solid sky. We can't go up there. Then they try to escape whatever. And mm-hmm. then they fly up and they're in downtown Manhattan. And they got to <laughs> find their way through it. But they're ma- all making Jerry Seinfeld type jokes where it's like a lot of observational humor. It's like, what is the deal? Mm-hmm. You know, like that kind of stuff. Uh, every time those Godzilla movies mention hollow earth, I feel like it's like, Hey, it's giving a pat on the back to like fortune. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, those are cartoon remakes, Thundercats, all of that stuff. Are the Thundercats living under the the ice sheet on the flat Earth? You let us know. That's right? the question <laughs> we were going to ask you, you guys. Let us know, Pat. Mm. YouTube.com slash undo circle. YouTube.com slash undo circle. Yeah, what is it? it? Finally got it. Ah, um, undo circle is a drawing group 
that I started with um, as some of my very, very good friends. Um, they're all oh, very... Oh, interesting. Yeah, well, I just feel like you guys are more like the, the nerds and like these more like the anime kids who are like, they're just sitting at separate tables, but they're still friends I, I didn't with each know where other. that was going. It's like, you guys are more the nerds. These are like the cool kids I like. Yeah. Oh, no, I would no. have agreed either way you went. Oh, yes. no, no, no. <laughs> separate tables, but if we wanted to sit together or they took some tables out, we would sit together. It'd be fine. Um, but and Undo Circle is it? There's a lot a of qualifiers group. there. <laughs> <laughs> if the school was like, if like it was the last day on earth, like yeah. maybe like we'd be friends. Um, <laughs> there, go on with your plug. <laughs> um, it, it's a drawing group, and we play fun drawing games on the channel. Um, one of w- that we recently released was uh, my friend Ian, who you know, uh, described Oscar fashion, Oscar outfits. We couldn't see the outfit; we had to just draw it based off of Ian's description. Love it. It is wild, uh, and we we did one that's going to come out um, eventually, which is Drunk Pictionary versus Sober Pictionary, and Ooh. it's like which one is more difficult. Turns out both hard, both <laughs> hard, in for different ways. Um, and uh, yeah, so we play drawing games like that, and we decided that we instead of making a drawing channel that's like here's how good I am at art, it's here's how bad we are because we're challenging ourselves to create really. Uh, uh, fun stuff. That's fun. And then you yeah. release a coffee table book at the end of the year. Oh, that'd be great. And that's how you pay for that's rent. A, that's a good idea. Thank I'll give you. you 10%. Here's a second idea. Okay, uh, give me. You do, someone describes the characters from the hit film and musical Cats, and you have to draw what you think is yeah, you know Shanks, what? Yeah. the railway cat. <laughs> Skin you know what? I actually, Shanks, I actually really like that. <laughs> <laughs> the railway cat. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. We, I like this. I You're like my this. jellicle choice. Aw, thank you. Know you know what that means? Nope. I'm just thinking to go to heavy side, <laughs> not heaven side no. i've gotten too many goddamn comments about that from our last episode but that's in cats a lot um that is undo circle that is what we do and it would be great if you went and subscribed youtube.com slash undo circle and checked it out we also have a patreon patreon.com slash undo circle where we make doodles we're trying to make uh art uh, prove that art is for everyone anyone can draw and be bad and that's not a bad thing there you go i'm yeah. a big fan of that that's pretty cool you can follow me at Sam Basher DJ yes at DJ Talks Trash that's true at Only Stupid Answers you got the vows from Stupid that's on Twitter go to patreon.com slash Only Stupid Answers hey subscribe to two patrons support the boys over here trying to make something happen with Undo Circle or Only Stupid Answers subscribe to youtube.com slash Only Stupid Answers for live reviews we have uh, if it's Monday that means there's a review out right now for Invisible Man. So go check it out. Uh, and we can't talk about it now because we're recording it before the embargo. We're not going <laughs> to break them rules. But Universal, thanks for a really cool screening. That was very special. Yes. Uh, but until next time, gang, stay hydrated. Don't get the coronavirus. Um, <laughs> bad news bears. Uh, go subscribe to Undo Circle. Go down to Undo Circle. Don't go on cruise ships because of coronavirus. <laughs> and don't, also don't go on cruise ships because they're The Disney one has Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. (laughs) Get those intelligent answers out of here, because this is Only Stupid Answers. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. (laughs)